0: An anonymous actor known only as Miss L ruffles industry feathers by openly sharing sexist casting calls for TV and film. Meet her here on Pop Culture Confidential. Hi, I'm Christina Jörling Biro. Thank you for listening. Okay, so now I'm going to read some real casting calls and audition notices for actors looking for work. So here's one. Male role, architect. Female role, attractive girlfriend. And here's a part. A woman who's experiencing middle age, age 32 to 36. And a notice for an audition. For this audition, dress in something you might wear to commit suicide. And another one. Prefer an actor who is not thin. It's a great role for a feminist. And this one might be my favorite. Beautiful, hot, sexy, pretty. Just be good-looking in a bikini. Breasts, you gotta have something that bounce when you run. Not huge, though. Yes, those are real casting calls from casting agents and productions looking for actors. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, as you can read on the Tumblr, Casting Call Woe, created and curated by my guest this week. A few weeks ago, I saw an article about an actress going under the name Miss L., She's been publishing these real casting calls online to shine a light on the level of misogyny still rampant in the industry and to start a conversation. She publishes on her Tumblr called Casting Call Woe, which is a play on the real job site Casting Call Pro, and on Twitter under the handle at ProResting. I contacted Miss L, an actor for many years, and very happy that she wanted to talk to me. Miss L is speaking anonymously. Miss L, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. You are the creator and curator of casting call, woe, an incredibly poignant and depressing look at the rampant sexism in the film TV industry. So you tweet and blog and do this and are doing this interview anonymously. For the listeners wondering, why is it important for you to do this anonymously? It's um the thing is, being an actor is
1: hard enough anyway <laughs> just in general um, so because um, I started doing this uh, just over four years ago now and uh, I did it anonymously just so I could talk honestly about the acting industry without being known as the awkward actor basically mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know it's hard enough to get work a- as yourself so I just figured uh, One, I didn't want to be seen as unemployable because I was the difficult one that always complained about casting calls. Um,
0: Which also seems like sexism right there. Exactly. That's it. I know it's terrible that,
1: you know, I could feel worried that this would damage my career. But I mean, you know, we've seen like with Rose McGowan recently when she called out a a casting call that required her to wear a push-up bra. You know, she called that out and then a week or so later, her agent dropped her. Um, So it's you know, it's, it's happening. And it's, you know, so and it just allows me to be that little bit more honest, without me constantly thinking, is my agent going to get angry about me saying this is that casting director never going to work with me if I call them out on it. So it just lets me be a bit more honest. And it also allows other actors to contact me about things they've seen if they're worried about shouting out about something. And I can kind of voice it for them
0: And now that you've been doing it a while are there also repercussions and that's why it's good to be I mean people do you get any you know threats or at least harsh words
1: I know I've ruffled a few casting director feathers Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I had a call recently from someone who does know who I am who uh, very kindly gave me a heads up saying we've just had a meeting with some casting directors and you're not their favourite person
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you are a working actress, both in film and TV or theatre, just roughly.
1: Um, I do, you know, commercials, films. I do a lot of uh, corporate style, you know, training videos and things like that. Um, So, yeah, just a general working actress, really.
0: Could you tell us some of these casting calls, how they write them? Yeah, so sort of some of the particularly
1: awful ones. So there's uh, one, I think, which will always stand out as one that's being particularly terrible. Is like she must be enough of a visual aesthetic to be believably the prey of a stalker. (laughs) Which is just, I mean, on so many levels, it's just horrific.
0: And these are normal sort of casting calls for regular movies. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not sort of
1: trawling Craigslist or anything, trying to find, you know, like dodgy ones. These are... I mean that particular one came from a casting site that you have to pay to use, so a lot of the most of the sites I use have like a subscription fee mm-hmm. um so you know and they're used widely by you know they're sort of the industry standard uh casting sites in the u k and i do I do read u s ones purely for you know, for the Tumblr uh, right, to see right, what right. else is out there, but no, these are ones that I'm finding most of the time. These are ones I'm finding while I'm looking for my own work to apply for, unfortunately. So,
0: and more examples,
1: like uh, she is past her prime, age twenty three to thirty, like mm. which is just. I mean, that kind of highlights just like what we were saying earlier. Like once once you hit thirty, you sort of cease to exist <laughs> as a female character, and that's kind of you know how how they're being you know how female characters are sort of being seen or you know you'll see ones where it's like male must be able to drive female must be comfortable in lingerie
0: and that's the same casting yes the male right. character
1: female character you know or you know there's one I've got which is sort of male comic book nerd female attractive comic book nerd
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so instantly it's always about how how the female character looks it's rarely about her personality or character it's just what can she give in terms of her tell me
0: about the first time or, or or the most notable time you yourself felt this sexism encountered it as an actress or in a casting call
1: um I mean I've been quite lucky in my actual sort of physical experiences in casting calls so I have um I'm trying to think of an audition that I've turned up to where I felt this sort of sexism and I'm quite lucky that I haven't um I think mainly because I don't fall into that particular look (laughs) um I'm not I'm not six foot I'm not blonde I'm not you know you know I don't look like a supermodel basically I'm you know I'm short I'm brunette (laughs) I'm not white
0: um so that 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 type of six foot act model actors that that's even worse for them is what you're saying in terms of casting calls audition experience yeah I mean I think without wanting to sort of generalize
1: but I think particular looks would get certain types of roles I'm also lucky now to be a bit older so a lot of the really sexist ones in that sense don't apply to me as much now because I'm sort of I'm have fallen out of that bracket slightly uh-huh. where I'm now in the bracket where there's just not that many roles at all because I'm over thirty, so I'm a bit invisible in the acting industry now.
0: You're over only over thirty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and already I've sort of been cast aside. It does kinda
1: of happen, I think, but once you get over sort of 25 26 you do start to become a little bit invisible because that 18 to 24 bracket is where the majority of roles tend to be. Um, Once you're out of that, you've sort of, the industry sort of starts to lose interest in you a little bit, which is unfortunate.
0: But are are most of these casting calls that you, um, that you make public and put out there, are they mostly, would you say percentage wise about appearance? Yeah,
1: it's, it happens every every day. I see, I don't know how many castings where, yeah, the female character is described by how she looks predominantly, and then the male character is described by the job he does or his personality. And, you know, it might say a bit further down about how the guy looks, but the female character is nearly always introduced by how she looks.
0: And even if she's supposed to look old or... I mean, just the way she looks in general is, is the thing, right? Yeah, e- yeah, even
1: if, you know, on the odd occasion where she's not, you know, stunningly attractive. Right, busty and... <laughs> it's still very much about how she looks and what she does for a living or anything about her personality is very much in the background, you know. She just, you know, she's just something to look at most of the time.
0: What would your dream casting call be? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> um a written form i mean written how would it yeah yeah
1: absolutely um a predominantly female character a good choice of female characters to to choose from so one it would be nice to open up a casting call and not have to go to the one female role so Mm -hmm. because that's often what happens as well there'll be six seven male roles and one female at the bottom so a choice would be really nice um and yeah one that's not described on how she looks and one that gets to wear clothes. That would be really (laughs) just some costume, you know, just so that, you know, she's not just parading around in, in her underwear. That would be really nice. (laughs) And some lines as well, some things to say. And I'm, this is, this is bad. You've asked me, I'm going to reel off so much now. Um, But also just a role that's not determined by the male character. So many female characters are there to further the male character's story. You know, they're just there as, you know, his girlfriend or his wife or, you know, his mistress. It would be... I just want to see more where the female is actually taking the lead and actually has a character. I mean...
0: It all seems obvious, but when you put it like that, I can't... It must be really, really hard to keep at it year after year.
1: And the problem is with the appearance ones is...
0: Because sort of male
1: roles, you know, it's like, oh, you'll have to act, you know, in a certain way. And that's what you do as an actor. You adapt, you know, your character. Whereas if you read a female casting call, and it's like, well, you've got to look like this. It's like, oh, well, I don't look like that. So that's me out. I can't even try to apply for it. I can't go to a casting call and prove to them that I can act scared or vulnerable or strong. It's like, well, I don't, I'm not six foot with long red hair and, you know, a 38 double E, you know, bra Mm -hmm. size. So, well, I can't go for that then. That's me ruled out. Whereas a lot of the male roles, it's like, well, yeah, I can push myself. I can show them that I can play vulnerable or whatever.
0: One can at least show their acting skills before it's based on how you look. But have you spoken to any of the actresses that are six foot red-haired double E and how they feel about? being judged in this way and and going to these calls
1: absolutely yeah I have spoken to actors who do sort of fit those particular molds and the problem they have have is that they're judged instantly and they don't get to go up for other roles so they they're looked at and it's like okay well you'll play you're probably likely to play play this particular role so they don't get a chance to show that actually I you know they are good actors they can so really be.
0: no one can show that they're a good actor it's,
1: yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> the, what happens is you know um i I think it probably happens around the world, but you know like in the u k we've we've got amazing a- actors and actresses on screen who might not necessarily fall into the typical you know mold that we expect to see like in Hollywood or anything, and they get so many roles it's that thing well, they get a chance once, and then people go, "Oh, they're amazing, so then they start getting more work it's getting that opportunity to show yourself off in that first instance. And that's so difficult.
0: Um, It seems like when, I mean, more and more there are, you know, articles about it. People are becoming more aware of this and and, and women are stepping up and talking. But when I was reading your site and and articles about you and and, and about this, it just seems like nothing really has changed. Is that your Absolutely. Absolutely. It's that thing of you keep thinking that some you keep thinking there's a bit of a change. So, you
1: know, we've now got programs, we've got like Orange is the New Black, you know, got girls, you know, we've got programs where, which are predominantly female, but they're still in the minority. And that's the problem we've got the new female ghostbusters it's annoying that I have to call it the female ghostbusters it's just ghostbusters um (laughs) I shouldn't have to say it's a female ghostbusters it's just ghostbusters which brilliantly has four female leads um so I keep thinking that we've we're getting somewhere and that it's improving but then you'll watch tv or you'll go to the cinema and you'll watch the trailers and it's like oh oh no they're all men you know, it's all male roles, and the women are just in the background wearing a bikini. Um, so, I, I'm, there's more awareness about it now. I think. I think, like you said, people are talking about it, and I think that's the first step is
0: mm-hmm.
1: it being noticed. And if people are talking about it and people are shouting about it, then that's only a good thing. The problem is the industry's got to listen. Now we can shout about this forever, but if the industry doesn't change, then we're not, you know, nothing nothing's going to happen.
0: And what would you like to see? How would you like to see this change? I think it's it's difficult because I don't want to put the
1: blame on anyone particularly. Like it's it's you know, it's easy to say oh there should be more female writers, you know, and that sort of implies that women aren't writing mm-hmm. or there should be more female producers. That implies women aren't producing films or TV because they are. They're just not getting the same opportunities that men do within the industry. So,
0: well, there are writers, they maybe just should get more jobs exactly, exactly. so they're out there. I know so
1: many incredible female writers who can write incredible female roles they 're just not getting the opportunities that men do within the industry, so the industry sort of needs to open up completely and give opportunities to other people and it 's not just about representing women it 's about representing different different ethnicities, different abilities. You know there's this I think there's just a need to just start representing audiences better, I think as well, you know, and stop thinking that all audiences are thirty year old men
0: and what I think is is odd correct me if I'm wrong is I was just reading that that um female driven movies and t v series the past Two years I think this has said in an article. I don't have it in front of me, I'm afraid. Um, we're actually performing better than male-driven ones. And so I don't understand why the, you know, industry and the casting call still look this way so predominantly.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah, if you like the Hunger Games, it's so huge. Um, so it's really frustrating when you see figures like that and think, you know, if those are the some of the biggest, you know, uh films of the last few years why are they why are the same things still being churned out um and you know i think we keep being fed this thing of like of sex cells but that's just what we keep being told i don't know if it actually technically does you know we watch films and women want to watch films with good female characters in where they feel like they're being represented on screen
0: and men too
1: And men too, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think. I mean, it seems that way if you look at the figures. I'm pretty sure the new Ghostbusters will go pretty well in all categories.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. And, you know, and it was so refreshing when it first came out, the new Ghostbusters, and you saw the lineup. And it wasn't just a case of it's four women, it was four amazing looking women who all look different. They don't, you know, they're not all from the same mold. You know, there's, it was. And that's what we need. And, like, you know, directors like Paul Figo are amazing at doing that and bringing us better female characters. So it feels like we're slowly getting there.
0: Then now I understand that you are doing live events.
1: Yeah, so uh, myself and um, the comedian Tiffany Stevenson have, uh, we've done one show so far, um, which went brilliantly, um, at um, uh, a festival called The Phoenix Fringe in London. Mm and um yeah so we're now looking to develop it to do some more live shows we're hoping to take it to the Edinburgh Fringe this year um so yeah it's just a case of getting the message out a bit more and yeah we've had already had a really good response people in the audience who you know aren't within the industry who just couldn't quite believe that the casting calls we were reading out and reenacting were completely real and are going on every day.
0: Because that's what you're doing. You're 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 acting the call, the casting calls that you have been Yeah,
1: doing yeah so some we're reading out just straight. Um and then we're sort of still is the work is still very much in progress. Um mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's still very well, new. What sounds great.
1: Yeah, it's um it's be it's it's already you know, it's already getting a bit of momentum, which is really good. So yeah, some of them we act out, some of the more sort of silly ones, we act out, um, because they sort of lend themselves to, you know, being up on their feet. And then others, because they're so awful, we just read them out and kind of let them speak for themselves, really. Well,
0: we will find out who you are, though. I mean, I don't think that's good. Enough. I just think that it's time for you to get a huge fat role for a female.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really nice. Mm-hmm. If I can, yeah, the, yeah, I've got to hope that i don't do this and then all the casting directors go oh that's who it is no this is going to be great. Good.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for your time and no thank you and it's very important i hope this um I, you keep going and mm-hmm. it's very important for all of us i think to make that you bringing this to the forefront thank you oh you're very welcome thank you very much Thank you so much to Miss L and hope to keep this conversation going. You can follow Casting Call Woe on Tumblr, and Miss L's Twitter handle is at ProResting. And thank you so much for listening. You can hear Pop Culture Confidential on ACAST, iTunes, and TV Dax. And check out our Twitter on PodPopCulture. This show was edited by Tom Hansen, music by Callboy, Boy, produced by Rene Wittestedt and myself. I'm Christina Jerling-Biro. Thank you.